it took another three years for Oprah to finally come down to the spot and need a service. And so then I went on a crusade and asked all her glam squad, could you please let me do her feet just one time? I just need to do her feet one time. And three months later, it happened. Hey, it's Julie with It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly. And today we are here with Gloria L. Williams, who is a jack of all trades. She is the CEO and founder of Foot Nanny and Body Nanny. Mm-hmm. She's a personal pedicurist for Oprah Winfrey, which is incredible. Yes. And you have a brick and mortar salon? Yes. Uh, Foot Nanny Foot Spot is at 421 North Rodale Drive, Unit G6. Amazing. Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Very excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to, to be here. talk about your journey and everything. Okay. You've had such a... Um, Really yes. Awesome career. So let's get into it. Woohoo. <laughs> how did you get into the industry? And um, yeah, how did your career evolve to what it is? Well, I guess you will refer to me as an OG of nails, <laughs> one of the OGs. Um, I've been in the nail industry for over a little over 30 years. Um, I started in Illinois and I was going to be a nurse. I wanted to take care of people. I just knew that was my purpose, to help people. And someone turned my name into a nail school as a referral, and they called me. And when they called me, I was like, mm, this sounds interesting, a nail tech. And I said, well, how long is the class? They said nine weeks. I was like, oh, okay, because I didn't really like sitting still long back then. <laughs> and neither do I do now, so, but I'm a busybody. So I went to nail school, and I remember – the first time I saw someone do a pedicure, they freaked out because the lady had no toenails. Well, growing up, take you back a little bit, my family, I come from a family of caretakers, old-fashioned rub-down. My family roots are in the south of in Alabama, but my father and mother moved up north to Illinois, and that's where we were from. That's where I was born. And I used to see my mother take care of my father's feet, soak them in water with Epsom salt, and they would sit and then, you know, take his pocket knife and scrape off the dead skin. It was real crazy, right? So I figured, well, you know, I saw it all the time, and she would massage his feet with oil and all that. And I said, well, I'll do the pedicure. And so I had the courage. And so I just started doing the pedicures, and they sent them to Gloria, send the pedicures to Gloria. I'm like, why is everybody sending the pedicures to me? Because no one liked doing feet then. And a lot of techs now don't even like doing feet. Still. Right, still and I today. I think it's the most relaxing thing. Yes, we're talking about late 80s when that all started. And so that's how we got started. And uh, it went from us not being licensed in Illinois to me being a part of a group that helped get us licensed. Oh, that's amazing. We had a lot of training then. Um, the difference now, I think then and now is that most of our clients then were concerned about their natural nails underneath any kind of acrylic or fiberglass wrap or silk wrap. And there was a lot of people that just wanted manicures. Even today, a lot of women still want manicures, but you know, their voice is not as heard Absolutely. as um, on Instagram as and social media, but it's a lot of them here. And that's it. That's how I got started. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So you were doing pedicures. I know you had mm-hmm. said that your family was very into yes. you know, health and wellness. Yes. And, mm-hmm. um, 
How did Foot Nanny come to be? Okay, so flash fast forward um, years later, um, in the 90s, I was uh, working as a freelance nail technician at Harpo Studios in Chicago. Um, I got that job as freelance, meaning one day a week, I would go in and do that, the services of everybody who worked in the Harpo Studios. Um, to get that job, I, it was like a miracle because I happened to be sitting at the right place at the right time when someone was standing next near my t- nail station at Mario Tricocci Salons in Chicago. I was working in the Gold Coast. I was the lead. You know, I got booked first. I had all these clients. We was making six figures. All my team was thriving. We had medical, dental, 401k. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Mario Tricocci in 900 North Michigan, right where Gucci is. You know, we're doing it, right? Been there for years. And all of a sudden... I overheard someone say, Oprah's show has a spa. And I was like, did he really say that? <laughs> and so I Googled, well, we didn't have, I don't know if we had Googled it, but I searched it and I looked around. I think we had Googled it. I'm not sure when Google started. I don't know. But I looked it up and I called and they said they did have a spa and they transferred me and uh, I spoke with someone. It took about two years to get in there. Oh, wow. But I, when I did get in, it was one day a week. And so okay. I just started doing all the nails there and then it took another three years for Oprah to finally come down to the spot and need a service and I so happened to be there one particular day that day when she came in for this one pedicure to do her feet and I saw the setup and I'm like she don't have no bubbles no presentation no roll towels and it's Oprah you got it Oprah Jesus (laughs) I mean as close you get to Jesus Oprah (laughs) So, I, um, so I'm sitting there doing one of the, um, oh, her, her publicist nails, and I'm looking like, oh, my God, you know, this is this really happening? And so she walked by. And so I guess for me working at Mario Chicochi, it prepared me to meet celebrities because that's what we did there. We did anybody, everybody that was in town for movies, sports, they came to Mario Chicochi salons and spots. And so, you know, when she walked in, I said, Oh, my God, Jesus just walked in. And so she walked over and sat down, and the water was too hot. And as a pedicure, as you know, rule number one, you don't want your client, oh, jump. If they jump, it's over. You're done. You might as well just get to plan B and say, keep your feet out the water. Oh, my God, what did I do? So that just shows you the level of technician you need to be when you're in that. And so then I went on a crusade and asked all her glam squad, since I was doing the services, could you please let me do her feet just one time? I just need to do her feet one time, just once, so she can really experience what it's like. And three months later, it happened. So it took five years and three months oh in that goodness. building <laughs> to get that one shot. <laughs> and at that time, Eminem's song was out. You only got one shot in life. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was in my mind. The ah. stars aligned. It was like, right. And so I had two of everything because back then I took the Tammy Taylor class. And Tammy Taylor said back then, and I'm sure she still says now, have two of everything just in case two nail files two cuticle nippers two nippers clippers i had it looked like the four seasons in surgery (laughs) it was beautiful (laughs) bubbles roaring lavender because she loves lavender in her pedicure lavender going oh my god it was beautiful and i did it and i nailed it and my expertise is smoothing feet I'm really good at making your feet that feel tired feel good, but I can really smooth the bottoms of your feet so they can feel like a baby's butt when they're finished. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that was my, that was it. And that's how it, and so from that, it led me to go to her house 
And she said, could you come to my house to do my service? What am I going to say? No. <laughs> Absolutely I can go. So I went there and um, the show was ending and I had a shirt on that said Foot Nanny. And she saw the shirt and she said, oh, my God. Because I asked her, I said, how do I know? She said, oh, my God, I love the name. She, I asked her, how do I figure out who I am? She said, well, what do people say? So I learned from that knowledge, that advice to work off the feedback. And so I took her advice, and here's Foot Nanny. And she asked me, what do you love? Nails and feet. I said, I love them both, but if I had to choose feet, because I see a different feeling, emotion of healing and wellness, happiness from this person. And and here's Foot Nanny. And then the products came. And and then the tweet happened, and she told everybody, um, oh, you know, on her iPad, this is a Foot Nanny. Oh, my God, (laughs) Jesus, what's happening, right? (laughs) And so the feedback that came from that tweet was connected to emails back then. And emails today are very valuable, but for some reason it's not set up that way. And so people were telling me what they wanted, what they needed. Oh, my God, I want to feel that. I want to feel what Oprah feels. And then you start to think, how do I put myself in their home? How do I bring Foot Nanny in their home? And so I guess my Foot Nanny starter kit was the best way. It's three steps. Smooth your feet with a buffer. You know, put the cream, cleanse it off, put the cream on, and your socks, and you're good. And it, but it wasn't that easy to come up with that. Yeah, it took a, for yeah. some years of back and forth and look at what people wanted to <laughs> come up with something really simple. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank that you. Seems like um, Oprah was such an inspiration in your life too. Yes, she was. Uh huh. Still is. Still is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still do her. Mm-hmm. Amazing. All the time. No, she's incredible. I know. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like the stars aligned, and but they you do. worked hard to get there. And yeah, sometimes the stars when they align, it might take them a while, yeah. but they do align. And you felt it; you knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, one day, just keep working. A lot of nail techs they don't want to do feet, you no. know, things like that. It's such a niche that mm-hmm. is so important because people don't realize. And there's so many, especially men, who when they they've never get pedicures, you know, right? But and then they get one, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, you know, it's a lot of men with foot fetishes too, but they don't (laughs) talk about it. (laughs) I realized it when I saw that movie. um, What was the movie with Eddie Murphy? I can't think of name, but the movie when he was looking for the best girlfriend and he pulled the covers back off her feet. And that's how he would determine if it was going to be his girlfriend. <laughs> and he kept getting uh, women with chip pedicures. And that's when the pedicure for me back then, people were like, Oh my God, I didn't realize men looked at your feet like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they really started booming with the pedicures because everybody was trying to get the nails and the nail art fringe, whatever, but the pedicure yeah. boom hit. And I think it's it's more than just an aesthetic too. I feel like it's so it, yes. it is that health and wellness. Like it's, if your feet yes. don't feel good, your day is not good. Right. And that's what my mom said. She yeah. said if your feet feel better, your whole body feel better cuz I would w- go with her through the neighborhood and when somebody didn't feel good, I would mimic her movements of foot massaging. And I couldn't understand why she would just start me off and leave me there and then go up there. I'm like, "Well, where's she going?" <laughs> And it was the whole body. So she would do the oh. rub down with the arms and the hands and the, and I would handle the feet and the legs, but I would see the the person, our neighbors, they were like, Oh my God, thank you. 
And so they would always come to our house, gravitate over there for the liniments <laughs> and ointments. The concoction. So you were always kind of making products and all the time mixing. And it was natural. It was natural to mix, especially when I'm doing pedicures and I never could find that right mix. Yeah. That right uh. And I would always have my little oils and creams and, you know, mixing and doing that. And I was like, nobody could figure out what I was doing. I didn't want them to <laughs> figure it out. Then they would be doing Oprah. But anyway, um, that's how it happened. So you knew there was a gap in the market. And big time. Yeah. Still is today. I, I have filled a big gap, I feel, but I still feel like people really just don't get it. They Some people just don't get it, how important it is for a person to get their feet done Absolutely. as well as their nails. A lot of nail techs ask me, well, I don't really like doing it. I said, well, get a foot massager machine, put it under your nail station. Can you at least let the lady have a foot massage while she's getting her nails done? And they <laughs> That's go, oh a really God, good idea. I that, yeah. right? Do something, but have some clean socks, put on a pair of clean socks. You know, you're not going to rub her feet because now you're not doing pedicures, but Put on a pair of clean socks and just slide her feet in the machine. And then it's fine. Let the machine do the work. That's At least really start with idea. that. Yeah. And then send her to us. <laughs> Foot nanny, Rodeo. <laughs> we got you. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. So then how did body nanny come to be? So, okay. Remember I said my mom was doing the old-fashioned rub down. It's very hard to convince a consumer that they can soak their body in foot salts. It is. I mean, some said, well, you know, I use it all over my body, the cream. And it was just kept telling me that. Oh, and I use the salts. I soak in them like they were sneaking, like they were telling me a secret. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so when the COVID season hit, that was cra- It was a season. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. never ended. I still feel like it's floating years, somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, we lost help us, God, that. help us. So I kept getting these stories back about emails and, and chats Thank you so much for your products. I really wish you had a body product. Thank you so much for your products. Oh, my God, do you have a body product? I'm like, what's going on right now? Well, I own Body Nanny, but I had been waiting for the trademark, right, and to be cleared. And I just kept listening to the feedback again. Here we go again. And then uh, finally um, I said, you know what, I got to figure out how to help these people that after they get COVID or after they're sick, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Any kind of decongestion after you have a cold, how do I get them to help themselves through it? Just add some little fun to it, a little, little wellness touch, right? I'm not a cure. I just want to help them. So I said, if I could just get them to understand the value of soaking in a tub, the value of rubbing yourself down and, um, that's how Body Nanny came about, and I and I decided I wanted a component uh, of a of a podcast, and well, meaning conversation of of people who've been through things with their body, and my my hope was, I always said in my mind, if I could do it all over again, what would I do different with products? I would make them interactive. I would have one scrub, one cream, one line of serums one uh, line of salts and they would interact with each other. And that's how body nanny came about. So you would take your cream and you add like four or five drops of the serum of your choice. So I have zinc and I have nourish, which is unscented vitamin C and eucalyptus. Those are the four. I feel like those are the four serums I wanted to start with because they're very powerful in healing as far as wellness and feeling good. And that's it. You can use it in a shower or you can use it in a bathtub. You can take your soaking salts 
and add them to your palm of your hand and drop about four drops of any serum in there, rub it together, and you have a scrub. And it's like your own custom. Yes, because so many people were saying to me, oh, I can't smell the lavender, or it's too much lavender, or, you know, can you add some more peppermint? Why are we doing all this? <laughs> How am I supposed to do this? It's, yeah, it's one jar of cream. Yeah. And um, when I came up with Foot Nanny Man, they were like, well, what's the difference? I said, he's on that side of the t- counter, bath counter, what do you call it, the sink, and his product is called Man. Yours is not. So that's his. <laughs> and they couldn't figure out why, because people were saying, my husband is using my products. So I really, really get into my customers and what they want. And I listen to what they're saying. I even call them on the phone. They think it's a joke. This is not the foot Danny. This is glory. No, it's not. That's yes. amazing. Well, I call them all. Not all the time. I'm like, yeah. hi, I just want to thank you. You have to understand, when I get customers that order on foot Danny, they order like you're in a, in a store, physically in a store. And when COVID hit, they were ordering things like one essential oil, one serum, one scrub, one this. It was like 20 things going in a box. Yeah. And I had never seen that before. And I know they were ordering before, but this was really, really a lot. This was like crazy. And so I added a quiz. So when I added the quiz component um, in 2020, uh, late 2020, I saw a big difference. They were like, and you could, you could, you know, it's from the quiz because it tells you. And, and they still was doing that little knick-knack, one serum, one this, one that, one foot basin. It was really, really amazing. Yeah. And today, they're still doing it. They're still doing it. Yeah, and if anyone takes anything from this, it just sounds like, you know, finding a way to yeah. customize a customer's experience yes, is really online. important. Yeah. Yes. And you can do so much online. Yes. <laughs> So if somebody was looking to follow in your footsteps, mm-hmm. um, you know, creating this, you know, big brand and it's such a meaningful, soulful brand, I mm-hmm. think, to that's really an important aspect. Right. Because everybody has feet. Yeah. I'm for everybody. <laughs> I get every nationality, every walk of life, wants foot, foot, yeah. foot products. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give somebody? In general, I would say go with what you love. Go with what... Um, you live and breathe. If people say, oh, you're a great singer and you're a CPA, you know, start with that. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. Keep your day job and then start your hobby, your passion, the thing that you really love sideways on the side. I say also use YouTube for a lot of information. Mm. If you want information for free, Google search, find free information. There's so many platforms. YouTube, I like videos, so I like to hear somebody say it. And then you can switch over to other ones, but really, really use social media to do some research. Everybody on social media doesn't is not an expert. They think they are because yeah. they have a – but yeah. really find the company that you want to really listen to and just go for it. Don't overthink it. Start very simple. Don't have a ton of products. I – went nuts with my product line because I was on Home Shopping Network and they really require and ask you, do you have anything new? Do you have anything new? And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I would have seasonal. It was was wonderful. But when I slowed down to look at it, I said, what did I do? (laughs) What is all this? What's all this? So I would say start small and take that item or those two or three items and really make them work. Push them out and, and just... As you create, 
attach it somehow to the other. Because I would really love to change Foot Nanny over into that same experience as Body Nanny with the interactive products. These days, customers want things faster. So it's important to really, really, whatever your passion is, to, to zero in on it. Find your lane and just go for it. Absolutely. That's great mm-hmm. advice. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think the research aspect is so important because a lot of people have, you know, these they'll come up with an idea overnight and then yes. just go full in on it. But it sounds like throughout your whole career, you've had that validation from all of your clients. I knew like, I wanted to take care of you. Yeah. I knew it, that was the big thing. But I tried that CNA thing and it was just not me. This quarter hospital was not. I wanted to take everybody home that can do that. So, <laughs> you know, you got to feed them. It was really nice, but... I wanted them to be happy and feel good before they even could get to that point. And if I could add some experience to that. So when I do the foot nanny treatment, it's additional to the pedicure. And that's when I go into the whole experience. 2,000 strokes of foot to knee massage. I found my lane. And then now I'm in my I'm expanding the lane to the body. So, Gloria, I'd love to hear what you're orally story is do you have an orally story yes god i have orally story (laughs) so first of all orally is the company that came out with the rubberized cap yep on that on that polished bottle and that saved our life we were putting double rubber bands all kind of stuff i'm using a nutcracker yes yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so i was for that's first off and then um orally uh i guess came out with uh spa ritual they partnered with them and Shell Pink. And so I was asked to fly in to come and talk to um, Orly via Spa Ritual because they were going to the uh, Sundance Film Festival and they wanted me to be one of the technicians in the pamper suite oh, for the fun. celebrities. Right. Back in that day. We're not going <laughs> to say when. But it's when, when Spa Ritual first started. And I said to them, I said, you know, this is a great product line, but it's it's so new that the vegan situation, people won't grab it right now. But when it does hit, it will hit. And so I went there to do that. And I had this beautiful, I mean, they took care of me, Orly, okay? <laughs> I had a nice little townhouse to myself. And I was there like 10 days. And I got to meet Paris Hilton. Nice. I didn't get to do her nails, but she was like... <laughs> She's so great. <laughs> she came in. I was like, oh, that's Paris Hilton. Okay. I get to meet a lot of other celebrities too, but she stood out because she was going to get a service. And she's like, I'm just going to leave. I'm like, okay, girl. But it was real fun. But we gave out products and, you know, PR stuff. So that's my early story. That must have been a fun experience. Yeah, it was. And I never, I'm like, can we do it again? <laughs> I would love to know what is next for Foot Nanny. What's next oh. for you? What's next for Foot Nanny, Body Nanny? <sighs> What's next for me? What's next for me is um, I am trying to make the two brands come together as one, uh, one family. I have Foot Nanny carrying Body Nanny by the hand because Foot Nanny is more popular. So Body Nanny is a sister company I created. And um, with Body Nanny, I really love the the aspect of the interactive products, um, the digital experience through the quiz, and then the the podcast component where people will tell their story of what their body went through. Um, it can be anything because bodies go through all kind of stuff. And then they tell us how their happiness, what's their new happiness. And so I really feel like that is something a little more 
involving to me. Mm. And um, maybe eventually discuss some type of partnership with Orly or something. You know, never know, Jeff never B. Never know. Give me a call. <laughs> You know, we got to get Oprah uh, polished today. I'm going to mix up some stuff. But no, that's that's pretty much it. And just be an inspiration to others. I'm I'm really more into the manufacturing now. So I'm more like 95% of the manufacturing. Oh, wow. And we're made in California. Everything's here. Amazing. Um, so I really want... I, I didn't realize there was so many small businesses here. So I really spent a lot of time like... People call me or ask me a question, and I'll just give them an answer of what they should do. And so that's pretty much it. I just want to be a voice for people and their body experiences and make them happy. Yeah. Yeah, I we think... need happiness now. You know, I changed, yeah. my, I changed my Instagram a little bit. I People are like, oh, you know, you need to let people know who you are. So if you slide over to the left of my foot nanny Instagram, you'll see all my reels, and I do duets. I I've find funny stuff. <laughs> Two million views you on the girl with the pregnancy like crying, test. laughing. You're right. Yeah. And you can't hear me. Did you see the fish pedicure one? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, whoa. That's the only one you hear me talk. That's the only one you hear me talk. That was amazing. But see, I made you laugh, right? <laughs> so that's where it's at. It's about laughter and feeling good. Yeah. And I think just you inspiring people by... You know, being the face of your brand, too, yeah, and being they, so personal with everybody. That's really yeah, the important. social media guy said, well, you know, people really want to see who you are. Well, the only way I'm going to do that is to slide to the left and just be me. So <laughs> I'll be packing orders and be like, what was that? What was that just when popped up? And you, I get a little notification of certain things. I was like, what was that? And then I'll catch it. That's that's it's all about Perfect. feeling good and yeah. just riding through this whatever we in right now, twenty twenty two. Yeah, what the heck are we doing? Ooh, they'll be seeing this and they'll be seeing this in the future, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the the little kids will be looking, the Gen Zs will be grown right. watching us talk. <laughs> Pocket, this is twenty twenty two, and we're through the pandemic. <laughs> they say. They say. <laughs> Yeah, how did the pandemic affect foot nails? Oh, Jesus. Well, it was really crazy because people used to always say, oh, nobody's going to buy, spend $48 on a foot cream. Well, when the pandemic hit, I proved proved them wrong all the way. But um, I would say I was about to open six foot nanny foot spas. Oh, wow. I had signed the leases inside um, the salon suite, Salon Republic, and I was ready. I ordered my tubs from Balava. I have them all. I had oh six goodness. foot basins. Still got them. Still got them. Um, brand new. Ain't even touched them. Everything was ready. And then here come that daggone COVID. What is a COVID? What is that? <laughs> so I had to put that on hold. And so many people wanted those spa spaces that it was easy to get the le- get out oh, of the lease. Yeah. They were like, well, we'll take them. Okay. And so then I had to pivot into manufacturing even more. And I'm glad that I was made in the U.S. because if I wasn't, I would have crashed. stopped production. That was my smartest decision. Even when people say, well, don't you want to go out of the country? I'm like, why? It's right here. Well, how much cheaper do you want it? You want it to fall apart or what? <laughs> so I am glad, grateful for my ancestors teaching me how to mix or what smells good and what works. I'm grateful for my chemist who t- taught me how to blend and mix because I was getting on his daggone nerves. Want him to go so fast with the salts. He said, well, you do it. I'm going to teach you. <laughs> and so I, I was already, I'm like, wow. Got, so it really, I went into more into manufacturing. 
And I feel like that's that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Manufacturing. Um, and people think when you use the word manufacturing, they think gigantic, which I did too. And I started going around looking at manufacturers pre-COVID. I didn't see anything different. The only thing they had was maybe I had 10 people and they had 100. But their 100 was doing the same thing my 10 were doing. So I had to get another warehouse, two more. So I had three now. Uh, each one is 2,500 square feet. I did want three, but I had to get three. So yeah. we will all live. <laughs> and the reason I'm sitting here today is because nobody coughed on me with COVID and I'm alive. So, um, but after that, now I'm feeling the strain of a little strain of all the things that you had to get to get through COVID. So now we're unloading, like getting rid of stuff, giving mm. away masks yeah. and orders, like giving them they were like, wow, look at all this free stuff I get. And uh, just kind of downsizing and kind of, but maintaining strength. But it was the best thing because it's been, with Foot Danny, I've had it eight years. And most oh, businesses wow. don't survive five. Did you hear that? Most businesses do not survive five years. Very true. Yeah, especially small. And especially with COVID, too. Yes, like, I can't and I'm, I'm hands-on. So I would be in one warehouse alone. It was really funny. I would put the tape up. Like I would open the garage door for fresh air, the the warehouse door, I would open it up and I had this like a uh, murder tape, you know, it was yellow <laughs> and it said, stop, stop. And so when a UPS man would come out, I said, stop, leave it there, drop it right there. <laughs> Wait, I was, cr- it was crazy, but they laughed and like, okay, foot nanny. Okay. You know, I don't know. Wait, <laughs> can I use the bathroom? Yes. Here's the key. Go to next door to the other one. Nobody's here right <laughs> Nowhere now. Nowhere near me. Right, because we worked mornings and we worked nights. So I yeah. had a shift at night. The guy, the guys that do the work night work, like they would prep the boxes. So I had them come at night because they also drove trucks and worked for post office delivery private. So they would come by me. I'm asleep. And it, it, it was amazing, the feeling of coming in and all the boxes are done. Everything is ready for me to go in my warehouse, ready over at the what other a team. one. Re- yeah, that night team is something else. You got to yeah. have night team. So we had morning, shift, we switched. Mornings, they would work like 6 to 12. And then they would leave and sanitize before they go. And then the next group of two or three will come in after that. But if you live together, you work together. Strangely, that's how my team has always been. They live, a lot of them live together. So what a process. The gods in heaven yeah. shining down on me. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And yes. it, honestly, too, like the need for all of those products, especially after this pandemic yes. or during this pandemic when people are stuck at home, they can't go get crazy. pedicures anywhere. So necessary. Yeah. So necessary. And now because of that, I tend to develop a lot of kits. And so now it's easier for us because it's the kit, the starter kit, the this kit, the that kit. And diabetics, I even have products for diabetics. They feel forgotten. So Absolutely. Yeah, and I call it diabetic. It's not wrong. <laughs> and they love it. They said, Thank you for Danny. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of pivoting. But that's what you lot. need to do when you're doing a, a business lot when you're running a business. Yeah. Yeah, when you're going through COVID. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'd say don't be scared of change, if especially mm-hmm. if you're And I'm a Gemini, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm two people. So what? <laughs> Fed my soul. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and I'm a loner, so it's really good. It was good for me because people were like, "Don't you miss people?" I said, "No, I don't." You don't miss me. <laughs> I'm no, the same no. way. I'm the only girl. I'm like, no, I'm good. 
No. I'm the same way. I was like, I'm glad to be home. And I was happy to be single. Yeah. You're probably not single. I was so happy to be single. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I did. I, I got a lot done though. No, that's an, really amazing to have such a strong foundation for your company. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. what speaks volumes. Is- mm-hmm. And be involved. People always say, you should get somebody to do it. If somebody else do it, what I'm going to do? Yeah. Just sit and look up in the sky. <laughs> They think that's how corporations work. Okay. Yeah, you're really in every aspect of your business. Yeah, but you can't really get the pricing that you want and things that you want if you're constantly getting somebody else to do it. So I choose my way. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice for anybody who's looking to mm-hmm. start their own business or you know get into that. Oh yeah, industry. and and I I have people that um I know that have like baking businesses. They make candy. They cook, and they all pivoted to Uber Eats. Oh, wow. So their businesses were flourishing, too, because, wow, you just pivot. And a lot of businesses that were really able to do that did not. That's why mm. I found so bizarre. Yeah. Some of my most favorite restaurants closed. So many. I'm like, How? just go to <laughs> Uber. Just. But they didn't have our data. That's the good thing that I had data because I'm an online store. Mm. The, the freestanding places, restaurants and stuff didn't have any data. That's so, so they true. didn't text. I would have I would have been, honey, Uber Eats all the day. But they didn't. Crustaceans did. <laughs> That's my favorite restaurant. <laughs> Crustaceans, you've been there? I have not been you there, You know actually. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they pivoted to that man on that corner. Pull it. You pull up and you get your bag and keep it moving. <laughs> I needed something to make me feel normal. And keep me grounded with all this going on. Yeah. So much and craziness. And it was a lobster. It was a crab noodles. <laughs> garlic garlic crab noodles from crustacean. <laughs> so let's get into some like quick fire segments. Ooh. So what is on your nails? Actually, nothing. I, love I did that, a nice actually. natural manicure because I'm going to the color lab after. Get a nice color, color lab. Yes, and I need to test. Yes. Beautiful. So, I'm using natural, yeah. nothing, because yeah. I'm in the manufacturing. And when you're foot massaging, you don't want to stab your client with a nail. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. But I prefer clear or buff. Beautiful. That's me. Do you ever do long nails or anything? Do you ever put extensions on? Yeah, or? I do. Every blue moon, I do a little gel tip. You know, you press on the gel and put the little cure lamp that mm, I don't want to name a brand. Okay. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, but I do, but I prefer none. I'm, I'm the just, same way now. I used to do like crazy long nails and everything, yeah. but now I'm always natural nails. Yeah. Especially with COVID. I was paranoid with people like, germs, ah, yeah. my God, did I touch something? <laughs> if I go home with no nails, I was good. Scrub a dub a dub. Hey. <laughs> Nothing beats a perfect, just. And, and, and see, yeah. it sounds easy. It but is a nuts. natural manicure is harder is to nuts. me to last. It's more of a challenge than doing artificial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times um, it's harder for nail techs to do the perfect, yes. just regular manicure with nothing on it because they're yes. so used to, you know, decorating the nail with like. Yeah, but Orly has this base coat, a so rubberized base coat. Rubberized base coat is so good. And I, I used to do two. That's my secret. <laughs> two to make sure it lasts long when I do a manicure. So the two worked for me back then, and it works for me now. So yep. you do two. Two coats of oily two coats of, That's me. That's my preference. 
The bonder, that's what it's yeah. right. <laughs> what is a do and a don't that you would say to actually just in, in general in nails? Do listen to your client. Do and listen to the your client and what she or he wants and don't make it about you. Don't make it about you. Because it's not about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I didn't rehearse that. This is natural. Go ahead. <laughs> quick fire wherever these questions come from. It's true because a lot of them feel like it's about them. And I see a lot of nails on Instagram with the drilling, the way they drill, so many layers off. It's almost like, did you learn on Instagram or did you learn on social media? Because in a real class with schooling and licensing and teaching you never drill off layers i mean ever yeah when when back in the day if you used a drill you were weak you would consider a weak <laughs> nail tech because uh-huh, you need a drill you should be able to move that with your with a nice file and a buffer what is a trend that a nail trend that you are loving mm. or a nail trend that you would love to see come back oh i would love to see come back i'm not really loving a lot of them just saying. <laughs> um, I would love to see more natural nail care come back and um, manicures that can actually last for two weeks. And people saying, I did this manicure on my client and her manicure lasts. Not I did this full set and it lasts. Well, I would like to see that. And I also would like to see more of a natural length. I get the whole thing with camera and social media but in real life a lot of things aren't as sanitary as as it may seem to be so i think i would like to see a little bit more natural uh nails on social media you know for sure Mm -hmm. yeah i think too um like it's almost like a natural nail movement that always happens at some you know it's like a cycle that comes back i started i I was so yeah but that's a whole nother subject Is there anything else that you would love for maybe just new nail techs or, you know, people who are maybe not in the nail industry but want to be in the nail industry? Is there anything you would like them to know? Well, first I would like to say I do have this little logo certification I own for free, and it's called Clean Nail Salons and cleannailsalons.com. You can go there, and if you feel like your salon is clean and you take the pledge of not reusing disposable tools and all these things. If you take the pledge, we'll send you a free certificate and you can take it and put it on your wall. And we have a little clear decal that you could put on your door. So that That is amazing. Right. Oh my God. Everyone needs to do that. Yeah. A lot of people, it's over like 300 people have signed up. Oh, What's the website? Cleannailsalons.com. Cleannailsalons.com. That's really great. That is so needed in this industry. Right. Right. And so the advice I would give to nail techs, is um, be open to change. Don't get set in your ways that is so set that it comes off like you're, you make the client feel like they're walking on eggshells when they come in. Be a little more open. Try to make a service more of a, an experience. You know, have, if you know they like a certain type of music or, you know, uh, they like listening to certain things, um, have it ready for them. Have a beverage ready for them. Uh, always, always try to be as sanitary as possible so that the person feels um, safe. Because I notice a lot of people on on social media are doing nails with no glove protection at all. So I just change your environment, make it an experience. 
even if you're at home, you can do it. Yeah. Um, for customers who's probably looking to become maybe a manicurist, a nail tech, just remember in order to earn a, own a nail salon, which I did write a book <laughs> called How to Open a Nail Salon with a Thousand Dollars. You don't have to be a nail technician to own a nail salon. You, if you love nails and you really want to see something more in that field that you love, I suggest you try opening a nail salon. And um, I know a lady in Chicago, Illinois, rather Illinois. This well, she's in Chicago, but she's very, very successful. And she doesn't do nails, and she's there though. She's greeting the clients. How are you? Um, I think it's called Juco. J U K O. She's Korean and her boyfriend is Jewish and they came together with the name Juco. That's all I know. That's amazing. <laughs> and it works. It's very simple. She got everything from Ikea and they have a little glass of two buck chuck wine and the movie is going on and that's it. And everybody's happy. So I suggest open a nail salon. We need more. The more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. And and try if you start a nail business, if you're a nail tech and you start a nail business, start it in, a, in an existing salon. Don't don't try to get out there on your own. It's really hard to start. I never did on that. I was always working inside of something. And to get the experience, I think. And the clients just, yeah. are ready. Who wouldn't want to get a, a nail their nails done at the same time they're getting a blow dry or sitting under the dryer or however that territory thing? Get up out the chair and have a little mobile unit and go over there and make the experience great. I build a lot of clientele from that. I got a lot of clients. And and just start. Don't don't be nervous. If you see the salon packed, that's where you need to be working. Over there on the side with a beautiful setup and just do it. You can run your own business inside. It's still you yours. Start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you ask for a lease. Tell them no, I want a rental lease. <laughs> I want I want a real deal. Yeah. But also on the um starting your own salon even if you're not an L tech, I think that's you know, something well, we really talk about a yeah. lot here is that you don't need to be no. a nail technician to be part of the nail industry. No. There's so many avenues, so many different opportunities in the industry. Yes, you can so, do. Yes. Yeah, that's a really great um, mm-hmm. suggestion. Just open up your own salon. Open up one. Have fun with it. <laughs> I love the salon suite concept. I, the, where I'm at now, oh, it yeah. is a suite, but I have a free door. I have a freestanding business and a front door that's out to a beautiful courtyard. So, People wouldn't know it's a suite. They think it's a it's, it's mine, yeah, yeah. and I pay a hefty price for it over there. But <laughs> still, I would still look into that too. Salon suites are great. You may not get that client base right off the back, but if you get a busy salon suite, you have clients running around yeah. all up in there looking it's all for about a nail location. Salon. Yeah, yeah, hairstylists, massage therapists. Their clients need need service. Just got a network. <laughs> money everywhere. It's money everywhere. Everybody. <laughs> Well, this has been amazing. I'm so glad to hear your story. And Thank I'm sure you. everybody has been inspired by the journey so. you've been through and, um, you know, just the soul you put into your business and how you're actually a part of all of it. Yes. Like, that's really incredible to, to hear. You yes. Know, you're not disconnected from it at all. No, they think I am. Though. Yeah. <laughs> they want me to be. This is not the owner. Yes, it is. I'm even answering the chat sometimes. <laughs> They're like, this is not the people on, I will say this online business is 24 hours a day. Now Th- that nine to five, you better get a chat line going. Yep. You better get a call center, answer the phones because they want somebody 
to say something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Orly. Yes, thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly. It was so much fun talking to Gloria Williams on her incredible journey on becoming the foot nanny. A true go-getter, she worked her way up to becoming Oprah's personal pedicurist and created foot nanny products, which became a household brand. She is another amazing example of how important it is to not shy away from asking for what you want. You never know what can snowball from those opportunities. Don't forget to follow Orly on all socials and also at Orly Plus on Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, email us at podcast at orlybeauty.com. We will be back next week with another episode and another great guest. A big thank you to Phonogenic Studios for killing it with the audio during this interview. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. 